We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is True Faith Weekly Podcast. I'm Alex Hurst, joined by Ben Wade and Mark Cowley, uh, speaking to you after Newcastle United's ridiculous 4-3 win over Norwich City. Own up, lads. Who wanted who wanted to leave early? Nah, I, I told Paul I was <laughs> sticking till the end. Um, this is a fantastic win for so many reasons. I'm so buzzing, but particularly sweet and one in the eye for the twats who got up when we conceded the third. And and Get like, them in the eye. <laughs> who con- when we conceded the third, the people around us, it's like, fuck this, I'm off. But like you know, just like it, it walking off in fury because we were three one down afterward. Fucking battered Norwich for 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 forty minutes, and uh, on on sixty nine minutes we're walking out. This is for you lads <laughs> and everyone else who left early, and this is a reward for you everybody know, else. You know what annoys me the worst? Like they have to make a scene as well. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Nothing, like tell everyone they're leaving. And why they're leaving? They're like, I'm not watching this shite. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I mean, the general crowd was again. We've, we've talked about this a lot. There's been a lot of patter on Newcastle social media about um, the performance of the fans and how well we do as a as a group. And Matt sells taking off self off Twitter. Blah blah blah. It was a much more positive crowd tonight. The atmosphere wasn't particularly brilliant until the right at the end, obviously. But it was a lot more positive and patient crowd until three one. Then your twisty assholes couldn't contain themselves any longer. But never mind, Newcastle have won. I'm not going to moan anymore. It was fantastic for the 90% of the crowd who've stuck with, who've been rewarded. And it just, it feels so nice inside. Um, when I have opened the podcast file to start recording this, one of the last podcasts I recorded on this old software I'm using tonight uh, was Norwich Away last season. And just to save over that file, after walking out of there, after a 94th minute winner, and all of their arsehole fans giving it to me, Bottom, Green Street, Mickey and Richie Smith, giving outside the ground, um, you know, that this is for you lads, you, you twats. <laughs> we've done you, and uh, we've done you like you did us, and, and it was even better, and this is probably how Sunderland fans felt on Saturday, Norwich fans, so join the club. Um, that's that's my aggression and anger out of the way. <laughs> um, right lads, um, uh, Ben, we were lucky. Do you think it was luck? Nah, it was justice. Justice. Well, absolutely battered them for, as you said, about 40 minutes. Um, just typical of this season, though, we're, we're too complacent um, and we're not, we're not being prolific enough. Just, I mean, it was so easy 
easy that the first 40 were, were battered them. I mean, Dale could have had it on 4 5 before half time. It wasn't even a game, was it? We, we, no, we, 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 we weren't even in a game. I think the only thing Donald's had to do um, was like a, a 25, 30 yard shot that like, he held comfortably. Yeah, grass and, 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 and then he's picking the ball out of the back of his net for a pen that just was so like avoidable. Just, but, oh, it's just we, we, keep, we keep getting ourselves into these positions where we look so good in the first half and it's just so comfortable. And yet we're, we're not, like, we keep finding ways to, to not be, be ahead at half time. It's happened a couple of times, it's frustrating, but you, you can't fault. I mean, when you play as well as we did for the first 40, like, it just shows that we're far too good for this league. It's just a case <laughs> of, of just having that composure to sort of back, back yourselves or not. I think we'll probably panicked a little bit in the second half, start going like two, sort of route one, when you've got Marcus Gay, uh, Dwight Gale up front on his own. <laughs> we'll be struggling with Marcus Gale life. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> but I, nah, I think it was just, it, it was deserved because just how comfortable and how out of the game Norwich were for that first 40. Like, I don't know how they, they were 3 1 up. Yeah, I've just I've just watched the highlights really quickly on the Sky Sports app. Anyone who's not seen them, to download it. It's free, um, and it's got the full highlights on. And you'll see. I think you could probably say we had quite comfortably four um, golden opportunities to take the lead. Matt Ritchie's is probably the worst. I didn't realise and he's hit the bar, so he's done well. Yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. it's a bad miss, but that's a totally free header. <laughs> um, and their keepers pulling off saves all over the shop. They, they didn't yeah, even. They didn't even have it. They didn't even have any pressure, any spells. It was just all one-way traffic. We were saying to each other, if these lot are the best in the championship, we're going to absolutely piss it. Um, we could have been tenth tonight, <laughs> but um, even you know, I'm, I'm sat there in like the ninety-second minute, um, talk, thinking about the podcast, thinking about how I'm going to what I'm going to talk about, and saying, you know, just say we'd lost that game, I wouldn't have been worried. I'd have still been convinced we'd won the league. Um, we're, we're so far superior to Norwich I mean like you say Carl Dardo's not made a save he's made one grass cutter save in the first half and he's made one slightly dubious save right at the end of the game but he was always going to make it and he did well to recover um, but we, we, I mean he could, there wasn't anything he could do for that, that um, the Cameron Jerome goal like, he, he's literally yeah. put it the only spot where it, it, the keeper can't do anything about it it's, it's right on there yeah. in off the post isn't it it's a brilliant I mean it's a fair play Yeah, well, it's like newsflash: John Joe Shelby can't play right back. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think to two of the goals, call back could have prevented. Um, yeah, he was really poor. We'll talk, we'll talk we'll a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, lads. It was a lads. good position where, like, Shelby should have whipped it in and decided to give like a five yard pass to uh, Callback, who just played a shape ball in from a ridiculous angle and obviously broke. And, uh, well, I was going to leave. 
I was going to leave the negativity later in the show, but we'll crack on with it. Callback. I call for Callback's inclusion, and I, I really like him, and I think he's was very good at Derby Way, but he had a really poor game tonight. And like you say, the the um, the the corner, uh, he had a chance to clear it, and he didn't. That led to Gufran's penalty. The penalty uh, Gufran gave away, and the. Um, uh, second goal for Carlton Jerome. He was covering back again. It was a counter attack. Sorry, Carlton Jerome. No, Cameron. Um, uh, he was he, he was covering he was covering the corner. Carlton Jerome. Who else were getting back? Who's Carlton Jerome like? No idea. No idea. He exists somewhere. But anyway, he was getting back from the um, you know our corner. And I can't remember the Norwich player, but the Norwich player has been able to play the ball to Dummett, who was kind of is struggling as usual. I mean, that's a couple of games now. We'll talk about Dummett in a bit as well, but later on in the show, um, callback has got to do better, and he doesn't put a, he's not on a booking, and he doesn't put a tackle in at all for the yeah. third one. And Lascelles does a bit of a Van Aanholt like for Sunderland on Saturday, dangles a leg out there, so it was really poor. But back onto the positives, um, lads, Dwight, Dwight, you've got me. Worried now that I'm going to call him something wrong, Ben. Dwight Gale. How good is Dwight Gale? What is that, eight goals for the season? He could have had six tonight. I mean, the third the third goal. I mean, all of the goals are really good. The first one, you'd expect him to score. The second one is a brilliant touch and finish. The third goal in, in the 98th minute of the game, to skip round two players and find that finish. Keeper, keeper should probably save it, but, like, what a player. And his, his pace has caused them problems all night. Greenstreet, how good is he? Yeah, he's a quality player. I mean, You said he didn't. Well, yeah, eight, eight, eight goals, nine games. He won with the three points at Bristol. He is won with three points tonight. So it's six points, and there's not many. Um, I don't think there's any better strikers in the championship. And he looks like a real player. I mean, ten million pound looks a bargain when you when you see um, Aston Villa splashing up the money on players who are not fit to, you know, be near Dwight Gale <laughs> in the same football team. Um, you know, it tells you how good. And Ben, how would you how would you rate the performance of Mitrovic? He's getting a lot of praise on Twitter. Um, obviously, he's two assists realistically, or to made, played a big part in two goals. Anyway, I don't know if it's two assists, but played a big top part in two goals. Where do you stand on yeah. Mitrovic? Um, I think that's probably his best role for it, coming off the bench, making an impact. You, you saw. Um, I mean, I think not being focused uh, <laughs> on negatives again, but your mate didn't didn't sort of couldn't. Couldn't fulfil the role um, that I think Rafa wanted him to do tonight. Um, he had a poor game, but Mitrovic came in. Um, he straight away they they knew they were in for a battle. We started going on ball. He, he was making 
um, and he says to himself, um, I mean, he, again, he, he obviously got in that little bit of trouble, but I think it, it sort of fired, like everyone, it fired everybody up, um, and it, you could see the reaction from everybody in the team, like everyone was fired up, and um, that, it would give we just that edge to think, nah, we're going to dig in here, we're going to get into these, we're going to give everything, and, and as you say, he, he's got two assists there, just from literally just being in use just getting, being, um, being in the right place, like the balls, um, just looking up to him, and, it's just a, a bit of a nightmare for defenders to play at times. Um, so I think you've got to give him credit for the impact he had coming off the bench. I'm not sure um, there's, there's many other players that, that could have had the impact he had. Um, so I think he's, he's, got a, he's, he's played a big part and I think that's probably his best role because you see, you see him in other games where if, if he's maybe started, he, he tires quite quickly. Whereas coming off the last 15 minutes, he, he can just sort of have that quick burst, cover the ground a bit better and, and just as as I've said a couple of times just causing a nightmare for defenders but there's not many people that are as good in the air as he is and I think that was the perfect tactic just to stick him on and roll the dice a bit yeah and I just want to say have my say uh, once again embarrassing scenes Diarmi was booed off by sections of the crowd uh, you're a disgrace um, he, he was poor tonight but booing him off the pitch I, I see what no purpose at all in that apart from looking for some kind of attention from the people around you, which, again, is embarrassing. Um, I think, like you say... I, mean, I was just going to say that there's a couple of times where, he, I mean, he, he took some poor touches, and there was one that I think his last sort of um, action in the game, I remember, was he had a one-on-one with their, their left-back, um, and he tried to sort of step over and go take a random, and, he, and he's just miskicked it and, and lost the ball. Um, but... <laughs> I mean, at least he's trying. Like he, he, yeah. he was covering the ground fairly well. Like he was tracking back. Again, he, he was a bit of a nuisance for him. He, he's a big lad. He covers the ground quickly. He's not particularly fast, but he, he's got a long stride, and it, it, it's going to put uh, players under pressure. I mean, people are giving him stick and saying he was terrible, but we're absolutely battered them for forty yeah. minutes. You, you can't like just say people have been that bad when we've yeah. looked so comfortable. It's, it's hard, like, isn't everyone it? Contra- everyone contributed in that first forty minutes. It's, it's so like. Yeah, I mean, we were three, we were three one down after an hour or something. But it's, if you were if you weren't at the game and you were listening to this, we can't emphasise how dominant we were um, for the first until the first goal went in. Pretty much, it, it was like a training game. Um, this is Norwich. I, who run. They got, I can't remember them really getting an hour half like first. Yeah, first half it was just so comfortable. We controlled everything. I mean, um, Shelby looked brilliant. Was uh, spinning the ball about the right hand side. Were really good. Um, always looking dangerous and it. it was just we created so many chances it was just we're, again we're just lacking that killer instinct but um, I think one one thing that, that did come out tonight is and, and I noticed it a few times um, Gail I mean we, we said he was frustrated missing all those chances but he showed real composure and a, a real sort of um, mature steady head on him and I think we've, we've lacked it at times where he, I mean when all the when everyone was sort of kicking off and there was a lot of niggle going on towards the end of the game he was the one sort of trying to calm everyone down and, and sort of showed real leadership and, and saying, come on lads, like, let, let's keep your heads, like, we're, we're still in this. And obviously he's gone and back the two goals, like, I, I could be happier. Obviously buzzing for the lads. Yeah, as well as um, Mitrovic kicking off as well, he was just like, look what we're doing, man, just calm down. He was the one who was saying, look, just, just stop that, man, it's just stupid. Who Mitrovic was? I think no, like Gail was in that Mitrovic. Oh, I was going to say, because Mit- Mit- Mitrovic, when he came on, was an absolute disgrace. <laughs> first two minutes, he's on. He's on for 60 seconds. He 
he threw he threw the ball aggressively at Olsen, who ignored it quite rightly, yeah. and then he pushed him. He, 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 he oh, it's so frustrating. He could get sent off. Like he got booked, and then you think, and I'm turning to you, Benson. He's going to get fucking sent off, like an elbow or a, like how stupid is he? And he? He's done really well at the end, and you know, like let's let's see it. Let's see Galen Mitrovic, particularly at home. Um, I don't think Rotherham's the time, but you know, I could be wrong. Um, particularly at home, you know, against the likes of Ipswich, a team who are going to come and sit, sit deep. Let's see them on the pitch, but he can't continue. He, he doesn't learn. It's so frustrating. And it's like the people chanting Mitro are the first ones to get on, like, get on his back when he loses a header. And I just, he's just such a weird player for his relationship with the fans because he's got this mental fan club who refuse to see him criticised. But then he's also got his, like, it's almost like he's overly criticised and, and for his footballing ability and um, not criticised enough for being a liability. <laughs> so we'll come down in the middle and say like he deserves to be on the bench again on uh, Saturday. And another uh, big big call tonight, lads, was was the reintroduction of Carl Darlow. Greenstreet, how do you think he did? Um, he didn't really have much to do, did he? No, nah, he didn't. <laughs> Apart from picking the ball at the back of the net. Um... In terms of saves, Wilson, there was 
area as well. So I think there's a lot, a lot of positives uh, with, with Darnold being in the team. I think he'll just bring more short, um, sort of calm, and controlled, um, sort of, or the defence where we'll we'll, we'll be solid with with him in. Whereas I think Sales is, is still a bit um, sort of erratic. I think, and, and and that sort of causes can cause a bit of panic. But I, I think you've got to stick with Darnold now. We've, we've obviously he's come in and we've got to win I mean he, 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 there wasn't any as Mark said there wasn't anything we could do um, with, with the goals but uh, hopefully I think it was more just lapses elsewhere defensively we were a bit all over the shop at times I think there's a couple of decisions where we've, we've just said callback should have should have been more aggressive should have been tighter to the man I think Hayden came on and, and sort of looked, looked better in the 10 minutes he had than, than callback did in, in the, the 80 he had so I think Callback's got his, his strengths as well and, and he brings something different to the team that Hayden does but I think at times I, I probably would have gone with Hayden tonight just because I think he, he, I feel like he's the more all-round player um, and I, I'd probably rather see him playing in the bigger games but I, they're, they're all, they're all going to have a role to play going forward. <laughs> I love how we've uh, started talking on Carl Dollar there and you've just yeah. like progressed like, through the, the team. <laughs> right. Well, fair enough. I can't. I can't just. It was more. It was more of a defensive, more of a defensive overview than just on Dollar. Well, speaking of defensive overviews, then um, our left side. We've been anyone who's been listening to this podcast for the last two and a bit seasons. The left side is more often than not contained Paul Dummett, and some people don't like it when we have a good Paul Dummett. He wasn't very good tonight. Um, yeah, again, there's a goal. He seems to get. He seems to be caught out on the counter quite a lot. When when we get done on the counter, it invariably comes down the left side. But that maybe that's harsh because he's he's, he's a tall lad, so maybe he's not playing the traditional position from a corner that a fullback would. Um, you know, in, a, in an attacking sense. But him and Gufran and Gufran's got a really important goal. Great header at the end. Although he was moved off the left side and up front because Atsu came on, did well. Um, Ben, what do you think? I, I think that left side it's it's we can't go through the season with Dummett and Gufran as the left. They just don't they just don't give you enough. No, I think I think up till that game Gufran's been really good. Yeah, um, same. Again, every time he plays we'll win another one and I thought tonight was gonna to be the one where maybe he finally uh, came crumbling down, but nah, he, he had his big say again. Um on both sides of the pitch as well. But um now nah, I think he it's it's interesting because as you say there Atsu came on and did really well and I think he gives were something different on the left hand side um, he's much more attacking he's, he's got a bit more um, sort of about him in terms of attacking he's, he's quick he's direct whereas Gufran he's got his own strengths where I think he's a bit more composed he, he's much better he's much better defending um, and helping tracking back and working doing sort of the dirty, the dirty work so I think they're both it, it depends how you how you want to play. I think you've got. I don't think you could play Atsu with Dummett. Um Whereas Gufran, up till now, Gufran and Dummett have, have done okay. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think if you were going to play Lazar, I would probably go with um, Gufran just because I think Lazar looks like he'll be a bit more um, gung ho. I think he's going to want to be attacking, and you'll need someone there that's, that's disciplined enough to, to cover through him when he goes. Whereas I think Atsu wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, and to give Dummett a little bit of credit, he did put a good ball in for the Richie header. That was Dummett's ball, and he actually did really well. Yeah, to get past. Change of pace as well. 
I know. I, yeah. know, I, I, I said it the time where that for two years. <laughs> more <laughs> than two years, Ben. <laughs> Table's looking much better. We would have been tenth. <laughs> tenth. Uh, we're probably, well, sorry, we would have been ninth. We would have been ahead of Barnsley on goal difference. But below the likes of Reading, Sheffield, Birmingham, Bristol, Brentford, Brighton, would have been below all those teams. As it is, we're tenth on 19 points um, behind Norwich and Huddersfield. I think 10 games is a good state. Sorry? Yeah, sorry. Uh, we're third after 10 games, and 10 games is a a good chance to take stock and you think Huddersfield aren't going to be there so it's you'd look at the top three of the top four now and say Norwich Newcastle Brighton I made a point in my preview on my special day that un- until today Norwich's start of the season has been extremely kind spoke to some Norwich fans pre-match in, um, in a bar in town and they said they hadn't played well this season yet and they didn't play well and I then could have won the game uh, which isn't a, necessarily a bad thing but uh, with you know the likes of Rotherham, Cardiff, Blackburn, Wigan, Preston, Burton, uh, Leeds, Ipswich, and Brent, well, Brentford are fifth, but most of those teams to play in the next 10 games, Forest as well, in the next 10 games, there's there's points to be had, and um, this is just an absolutely massive win. It feels absolutely fantastic. One of my favourite ever nights at St. James's Park, even though the kind of middle 40 minutes was terrible. <laughs> um the first forty minutes in the last two were absolutely mint. Uh, does this? Does this? Is it any better for you, lads? Are, are the celebrations at four three were something else? Um, it's like you said, it's one of my favourite nights at St James's. Um, Cordoba, many celebrations. Last gap, like I think probably the last time of kind of game like that, maybe probably Arsenal four four. Yeah. Like unexpected, obviously <laughs> ridiculous coming back from like four 0 down. But like obviously, just looking at the clock, thinking it's got like it's gonna blow any minute, and then like I think Richie Ellis shot and the cross get in. Obviously, good fan. We're like that's got to be it. Yeah. Got to be it. And then like ball came over and just, it was just unbelievable. You don't get many of them. It's in well, many of them, but it was class. Yeah, I don't know what I'll say, but there is the, there is one game this season as well 
where you know like Norwich had three shots tonight and scored three goals and Huddersfield had two shots and scored two goals and Fulham yeah. had like one shot and scored there is a game where we're going to do like someone 10-0 I'm convinced of it we'll create that many chances in games like this um, it, it, it's a matter of time that we're, we're, we're panned out a, like a QPR-esque hiding at home I mean bit of a gap now the, the, the QPR game could have been more yeah yeah, missing chances for fun. Um, but uh, the next home game is is now you know quite away. It's uh, the fifteenth against Brentford. Three, the dreaded three o'clock on a Saturday game for Newcastle now because we've lost both for three o'clock home games and won all the other ones. Um, yeah, but Rotherham on Saturday, I'll be there. I'm going. If uh, anyone has any tickets, give us a shout. Unlikely. <laughs> Yeah, free to now. If anyone's got any tickets, would yeah. Um, and we'll have a full match preview on Radio Tyneside, so please listen in online. Uh, just Google Radio Tyneside. You can hear us from two p.m. Uh, with a half-hour show before the match on Saturday, pre-recorded because we'll be there um, in Rotherham, and we'll ha- have a podcast for you. We'll record it on the way back from Rotherham, and we'll hopefully have it up about nine o'clock that night. Hopefully it'll be more of the same. Uh, results like this are absolutely massive. We need to build on it. I've, I'm absolutely convinced we'll beat Rotherham. Uh, who knows what team we'll pick. But you know, let's start moving forwards with a bit of positivity. Uh, looking forward to a very, very winnable run of fixtures uh, up until Christmas now. Lads, thanks for your time tonight. I appreciate it. And uh, just get in. What a result. <laughs>